Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to another Ilmfeed podcast with your host, Shabir Hassan. Uh, and uh, really excited for today because uh, we have a dear, dear brother uh, all the way from New Jersey, USA, Atlantic City. Uh, and subhanAllah, you would have probably seen him uh, in a video uh, in which he broke up a street fight in his neighborhood between two young men. That video went viral. That was, I think, all the way back in 2017. It's been a few years since then. SubhanAllah, but since then, he's been traveling the world and he's been inspiring and touching the hearts and lives of so many people. Uh, and uh, that's why we're going to be welcoming uh, Brother Ibn Ali Miller. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum. Wa alaikum. How are you, bro? You okay? I'm good, alhamdulillah. I'm really happy about the. Uh, you got the Atlantic City part right. Yeah? Yeah, most people they think I'm from Atlanta. That's Atlanta, like, oh, yeah, okay, that's like okay, okay, 15 okay. hour drive away from home, <laughs> yeah, so alhamdulillah. How are you, how have you been? Good, alhamdulillah, really good Family's to see good. you again. Good to see you again as well, Habib, mashallah. I, I know we've, uh, we're just talking about it, but we've, we've bumped into each other, we've crossed paths a few times. Yeah. Uh, I still remember the first time we were just talking about yeah, it. In the, are yeah. you going to share some poetry with us today? I'm not. Oh, you but, don't do, you do, you, do you still do poetry? You know what? I've kind of stepped away from. I, become, I'm still doing it. You become a big bad uh, uh, podcast <laughs> interviewer, and then you don't do poetry. No, no, mashallah. Maybe Enfi would uh, would really appreciate if you uh, if you fed us some nice poetry, bro. Uh, likewise, Shalala. bro. We'd like Shalala. to hear from you as well, inshallah. Uh, but yeah, I remember that program was in the masjid, and uh, it was just yeah. really nice vibe. We had a lot of youngsters there. Yeah. Um, I tell you one thing. Sh- should I share something with you that yeah. stuck out from the first? Because that was the first time that I met you as well. Uh, one thing that I, I think stuck out for me personally was um, was after the after the program actually, uh, where everything was done, uh, people were getting ready to leave, and I, I remember I think the the announcements were still going on, like those final announcements to to end the event, and I just saw you, and you started like playing with some of the kids. Mashallah. You just went up to them, you started like Mashallah. tickling them, play Mashallah. fighting with them in the masjid, and that's a beautiful scene, because. You know, it's it's obviously exactly what the Prophet Sallallahu he would Sorry, do, Sallam. the way he would play with children, Sorry, show mercy Sallam. towards them. Uh, I just want to start with that, actually. Like, uh, I haven't seen that as much before. Like, a speaker who then starts playing with the children out of all people. Why why did you feel like that's something important to do? Um, well, if you remember in that same... In that same... Um, at that same event... Yeah. I was talk because I remember that event a, a bit differently than you remember it. Okay. Right. So I remember playing with the kids because I, I love kids. Yeah, yeah. And I like playing with kids, and um and I and I I'm not used to uh, being on camera. Mm. I'm still not used to being on camera. I'll be honest with you. Mm. But uh, especially at that time, two or three years ago, I didn't have any like uh, etiquette uh, when the camera's rolling. Right. Okay. Okay. So no, after the talk, you play with kids because you're here. You're talking about all these deep concepts. Yeah. You're talking about life and death and worship and but these kids are six, seven, like mm. he wants to play video games. So he's here with his dad, but um for me he it's important that he leaves away from this event, uh, feeling uplifted as well. Mm. But he may not have understood anything that we said. So uh you play with them just to give them some special attention. That's the main thing. If if, if shaking their hand was enough to give them the attention, I would shake their hand. Yeah. But uh, these kids, they're, they're so on the phone, on the tablets, on the TV. They don't, I, I don't even, excuse me, I don't even think they play fight with each other anymore. Like we used I don't to play think they do. Outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used yeah. to like cops and robbers or yeah, Batman yeah. and Robin or 
um, and, 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 and that interaction is very important for growth and development. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, especially with young boys, yeah, nah, man, you want to you, you, you wanna show them love in a way that they can receive it. Mm-hmm. So you give a talk. Some people understand the talk. Yeah. But some people just want to smile. They want to laugh. They want to smile. They want you to touch them. Like, that's, you know, that's it. So I, I think that's the main thing with the kids. But for me, I didn't want to leave that talk. Because I remember there was a kid who asked me. He said, um, uh, he says, what, what's up with the gun culture in America? He asked you this. Yeah, yeah he yeah. asked me, what do I think about guns? Okay, okay. Right? right. And, and I told him, I, I don't think anything about guns. Um, or he asked me if I owned a gun or something to that effect. And, uh, and Probably I because of the, the perception that the youth have here. Like, yeah. Because the laws are different. So he's probably just like... I learned knows? the laws were different in that conversation. Ah. Oh, yeah, I think I remember that, remember actually. That, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, I'm, so I'm thinking of myself, I, you know, guns are guns, bro. Like, yeah, guns yeah, are yeah. guns. Like, they, they, guns are guns, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if a bad person gets his hands on a gun then a bad thing's going to happen, mm. right? Um, but good people with guns are no problem because guns are just guns. They're not, they're, they're just, sure, uh, yeah. it's just a, a, a piece of metal that, you mm-hmm. know, it has to be operated. It can't operate on its own. It's like a knife or any other it's tool. It's like a basically. knife or any, and you yeah. guys got a lot of knife crime here. Mm. Like almost every talk I'm giving in London is based on knife crime. Yeah. It's like a it's lot of relevant. knife crime. They call it splashing, mm. right? Or the acid attacks or the, it's, it's crazy. And, um, so the kid asked me that, and yeah. uh, and I remember being, uh, and I, I told myself, I said, um, in America, everybody has guns. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Everyone has a gun, mm-hmm. right? And I said, um, and I asked him, I said, you don't have a gun? <laughs> I, it was a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. a joke. It was an honest <laughs> joke. I said, you don't have a gun? Just, yeah. As a joke, we grew up with play guns, and like, you don't yeah, have yeah. a gun? And uh, he's like, no. <laughs> but I seen all of the uncles, uh, and they were like, <laughs> Ibn Ali, you know, <laughs> and um, and and then I and then uh, I remember asking someone. I said, "Wait, you guys don't have guns here?" Mm. They say, "No, we don't have a Second Amendment here." Yeah. And I said, "You don't have a Second Amendment? <laughs> kind of country is this, right?" <laughs> and um, it's a beautiful country, by the way. Yeah. England, I believe it. I, I believe to be a blessed land. Mm. England is, uh, mashallah. Mashallah, yeah, this is a beautiful Shalom. place, and the Muslims here are very vibrant, and Islam is uh, very vibrant here. It flows here like a stream. It's mm. beautiful, Mashallah. We don't have such um, we don't have uh, 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 such a vibration in America, no. right? So he asked me about the gun, and yeah. I was just like, "You don't have a Second <clears throat> Amendment?" They said, "No, we don't have a Second Amendment." Mm. But here I am. It's my first time out of America. This England was before I went anywhere else. I came to England first. Wow, okay. Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went yeah. to Canada because we yeah, don't, yeah. America, the States, we don't count Canada as a part of America. Okay. So it's North America still, but that's not the States, though. Mm-hmm. The States are the States. We're by ourselves, and we don't count Canada inside of that. Yeah. So, and they don't count us inside of them either. They don't, like, we don't, the yeah, two yeah. don't, we don't say we're all North Americans. You know, I'm I'm American, they're Canadian, like mm-hmm. that. And uh, so I went to Canada first, but as far as, like, crossing the pond, as, as they say, yeah. I came to England. And I and, and at that time I'm like 26 uh, or 27, and I had no idea that they didn't have a Second Amendment in England, mm. and that was so I my my mind changed. I said, okay, this is called context. Mm. This is called context. So okay, we all say La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. I'm a Muslim. I'm in a mansion. I'm giving a talk to some Muslims. Yeah. So that's some commonality that we have. La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. We all believe in one God. We all believe Muhammad is the last messenger of Allah. Mm. Done. Right. So I was telling. But what I'm going through and what you're going through is different. Mm. 
Mm. And it's unfair for me. Uh, it's unfair for me to put the struggles that we face and put those struggles on you. And it's unfair to me because of the struggles that we face to uh, make your struggles less important. So mm. in America, we got gun violence. Like no one's using a knife. Mm. That's not a no. If you we have they have sayings like uh, uh, I think Jay Z said it in like an old uh, rap song. He said it like um, like don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Mm. Like that's how we were raised, bro. Like, yeah, a knife, a yeah. knife, a knife. They're gonna laugh at you with a knife, right? Yeah. Someone's gonna kill you if all you have is a knife. Yeah. And so when I come here and I see so much so much knife crime. I, for me, I say to myself, I said, no, nah, man, this knife crime they have here is just as bad or, or even worse than the gun crimes you have in America. Mm. And there's a little kid that taught me that. And I also realized, I said, okay, you guys are also influenced uh, by maybe some negative parts of American media more than you ought to be. Mm. More than you ought to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this kid, because the uncles, they were surprised he asked the question. Yeah. But the kid asked the question because he's curious. Mm. Because, yo, in America, they have guns. <laughs> How do you know that? I didn't ask him this, but I'm sure it's either some music, some movies, video game, uh, Instagram, Facebook. But something gave him exposure to America, and he was exposed to guns this way. Because they don't mm. have guns like that in England. Yeah. And, um, and one thing I realized, in order to use a gun to kill someone... Is uh I can I can stand on the other side of this room, or farther than like they got guns that shoot miles away. Mm. So in order to kill someone with a gun doesn't take much bravery. Yeah, and I think in order to kill someone with a knife is far more intimate. Mm. To like if I if I stab you then I have to touch you. Mm. Mm. I have to at least touch you, right? Like, I. Yeah. You have to be close it's impact enough. on the body. Yeah. yeah. And um and you have to have uh there has to be something uh, motivating you to do something like that mm. um that's very very deep and then to see it happening over and over and over and over again I, I think you guys are in a crisis mm. I think you guys are in a crisis and I think it needs to be addressed and I think if you sweep it under the rug this next generation um I think things are going to get far worse than what they are yeah and um but I learned all of that from a little kid and um wow. and that was the first time I met you. Talking about like, lives and guns, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's important to like discuss these things. Uh, of course, like it's, it's interesting how you said that you learned something just from from a kid, right? Who asked a curious yeah. question. Uh, but all of that, I think, all of those things are like super important. It's really interesting just to hear your first experience. Like I didn't even know that that was yeah, your that first was my time, first time and, ever out of the country. Yeah, yeah, been, yeah. Yeah, we don't do holiday. I never been anywhere. And yeah, being Black American, we don't have a country to go back to. Yeah. So we don't like we don't claim Africa as home because mm. it's just I mean, I mean we're sl- we were the we we're the we're the children of the slaves. Mm. So I mean you got Africa, but then you got like the Europeans that mix with them, the Spaniards mm. from Spain that mix with them, the Native Americans that were already there that mix with. You got so many you know um, uh, different races that that make up the black race. Yeah. Um. Of course, it's predominantly African. Yeah. And then even in Africa, there were other Africans who sold us to the Europeans for mm. you know pepper and guns. Mm. right or gunpowder yeah, so yeah. um so we don't have a language and we don't have a home so um we don't we don't to in order for me to visit my my family i'm going to the south yeah or i'm going out west or they're coming to the east coast or but mm. we already for us it's like unless you're going to go study dean maybe yeah but there's no reason <coughs> to leave even to study dean you don't have to leave america anymore so we kind of we don't leave america for anything we don't really need to yeah we don't yeah yeah 
it, you know, one thing it reminds me of, just it's a complete separate point, is like, because uh, you know how you came, you didn't know the context of the UK, you didn't know the context of London, yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. It's like, uh, this is why a lot of the scholars say, they say like, you should never, like for example, me being someone who lives in the UK, you shouldn't give, uh, or you shouldn't take fatwa, uh, a legal ruling from someone who comes from another country. Does that make sense? Or if I go to America, I shouldn't be giving uh, rulings based on what's happening in America because I have no idea what's happening yeah, there. And because and and it can change. To yeah. go to a people as a scholar and, and yeah. you don't understand their condition, <clears throat> yeah. it's a crime. Yeah. yeah, so it's interesting, that, that point. And then also, you know, uh, the, coming back to you interacting with the youth, because I think what you said again is really important, how a lot of the youth, they come to these events um, and mashallah, like a lot of these programs are super beneficial. But as as for the kid, like you said, he like he or she, they're, they're looking at like their phone. Bene- like they're looking to down. benefit is man to to, to benefit. Yeah. Because every because you because Imam Hadad and his intention uh, that we learn, we say uh, all our intent to learn and to teach, mm. to uh, to remind and be reminded, to mm. benefit and be benefited, right? Mm. To God and be guided, to call to the book of Allah by. In the swing of his message, so I saw him by clear proof and correct knowledge to seek the mm. counsel of my Lord, nearest to him, and his reward. I mean, right? So, um, but the to, <coughs> whenever I'm coming somewhere, I, yeah. I take the intention from him and my dad. I'm coming here, right, to benefit you and to be benefited. Yeah. Right? I'm coming here to guide you and be guided. Mm. I'm coming here to remind you because the, the, the believer is benefited by the reminder. I'm coming here to remind you and to be reminded, mm. right? And um, one thing that I've seen from speaking around the world is that some of these talks are just non-interactive. Yeah. But it's like, how do I know that you really feel me if, <laughs> and, and maybe I'm the wrong person to ask for this, because um, some people, like they they just love it. Just uh, But for me, man, it's, it's really rough. If, if we don't have some type of interaction, it's very hard for me to communicate that way. So it's very hard yeah. for me to just talk at you. And I think the, the young kids of today is that... um. They're told, hey, come to this event so you can get a benefit. Mm. But no one's explaining to them how much benefit you bring to the event. Yeah. And I think these young kids, they need to, uh, we need to start showing these guys like that, you know, that they're real placing, uplifting them. Because those same kids that come to the program, they probably they had a mom or a dad or someone that said, you got to go to this program. Yeah, yeah. Right? But kids with problems don't come to programs. Mm. But they know these kids that came, they know these other kids. Yeah. So if you can help those kids, those are going to be the kids that are going to possibly go get the kids with the problems. Not you, not me. Mm. Not uncle so-and-so, not auntie so-and-so. None of that. Yeah. None of that. That's not going to be... It's going to be that kid who was front row at <clears throat> your event. Yeah. He has a friend that's never going to come to the event. It's him that's going to spread the message. So true. So we got to make a point that... For me, whenever I see young people, I don't care where we are, young people are always the most important people, mm. period, bro, because they're the future. Yeah. yeah. And going back to, I know you've probably, over the last few years, you've probably spoken about it so much, going Ooh. back to the video that a lot of people would have seen. Um, and I think there's just two things I want to touch on that, obviously. Number one is how you, you said that a few years back, going back a few years, you probably didn't travel, you didn't, you didn't leave the U.S. and now... Yeah. Mashallah, you've been traveling a lot. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Like, and that must be like a complete different experience it for is. you. Because, you know, they it say is. like, go out and travel and you learn and you yeah, see different cultures. It's, um, it's different experiences. Let's start with that first, like just that whole journey. Like how everything changed. Is that, um, 
once you leave home, mm. you never look at home the same again. Mm. So for me, America used to be not even just forget America. I don't know because there's some there's some parts of America that I still haven't been. Okay, yeah. America's huge, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not like England. Where you That's can not like <laughs> one day drive the top <laughs> all the way from uh, what's up top Manchester. Yeah, or, Manchester. You got even go Scotland. You Scotland, can do it in a day. Wales, yeah. whatever. But I yeah. can leave Wales and I can be in Birmingham yeah. in one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that in America. No. <laughs> you get from New Jersey to Florida in like 24 hours. Wow. It's like halfway, halfway in one coast. It'll take you days to drive across mm. the whole country the other way, right? So there's parts of America that I haven't that I haven't even visited yet mm. um, that I may never visit. But New Jersey, Atlantic City in particular, that used to be my whole world. Mm. Those couple blocks, those couple families, those couple ghettos, Right, those couple uh, incidences with guns, those couple incidences with drugs, those couple murders, those couple big uh, uh, police stories, those couple of big that, that was my whole world, mm. and those couple of Muslims, mm. and those Muslims, and that masjid was my, and the masjid was my whole Islamic world. Mm. It was my Shams, it was my Yemen, it's my <laughs> Medina, right? Like it's yeah. my every that masjid is my everything it's my whole islamic world bro i don't know anything else and so when you travel and, and what i found and it was a a, a great favor for me because <coughs> when you're stuck inside of a box you say i want to get out yeah i want to get out i want to get out right they say do you know why the cage bird sings right but once the cage bird is free it, it doesn't sing anymore mm. all right so i want to get out and when i finally got out and I got a chance to see around the world. I um, I was so thankful that uh, the the message of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam it reached us in poor, disgusting Black America. The message of the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam it reached us there. Huh. Yeah, in ghettos, bro, on drug blocks. Mm. Yeah, oppressed, illiterate. Illiterate, not not unlettered like the prophet always said. When we hear like someone can't, yeah. he was a genius. He's just unlettered. No, no, no. I mean like modern times, 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Illiterate. Mm. The dean came and saved us, bro. Islam came and saved us. And one thing I see from traveling, one of the biggest things that I see from around the world, is that um, Muslims cannot become lax, mm. like lackadaisical. Muslims can't start to, uh, wherever you see the Muslims flourishing the most, you also see Muslims be lazy the most. Interesting. So I'm not used to that. I'm not used yeah, to yeah. like like lazy Muslims. I'm not used to that. Really? Yeah. Because at home, if you're a Muslim, that means something. Mm. You're a Muslim, bro. Like, do you not know what that means? Like, you are a Muslim. You are a Muslim. That's bigger than being the mayor, the president, a politician, a police officer, a teacher, a lawyer, doctor. You are a Muslim. And because you're a Muslim is that people are expecting you to have a very high moral compass. Mm. They're expecting you to be someone who can solve their problems. They're expecting you to be someone who can help them. They're expecting you to feed them when they're hungry. You are a Muslim. Right? And... um. So I see around the world that um, Islam is very commercialized. And I didn't know that Islam was this commercial. Mm -hmm. I had no idea, bro. 
like when I was just in Atlantic City, just at Masjid Muhammad, uh, when it was uh, we all we had was Imam Amin. <coughs> I had no idea that Islam had become so commercial around the world, mm. and um, we're losing our substance as young people. We're losing our substance as young people because even me, sometimes I give a talk and people in the audience are more knowledgeable than me. Young people, I'm not talking about older people. Young people, mm. they know more Quran than me, more Hadith than me, they, like Sharia. Like these, they, they're far more knowledgeable than me. Mm. But they have yet uh, to taste the sweetness of the Deen, and and a lot of talks that people call me for in other countries are for um, um, the identity crisis amongst young Muslims. Yeah, because the young Muslims want to be everything other than young Muslims. And for me, I don't get it, <laughs> right? But I, but I don't understand it from an American context. But after being in England so many times, I get it. I get it. I get it. Social pressure, social ills, um, acceptance, mm. right? Uh, lack of knowledge, feeling disconnected from your homeland, disconnected from your country, right? Like you guys used to have like tribal languages you don't even speak anymore. Mm. Right, like, are you? Are, were you from Asia, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Bangladesh, and yeah. you? Same. Same, right? So, do you guys remember, like, when you used to have like that tribal language? Your grandma may still speak it some, right? But you, yeah, you're English. Yeah, yeah. You are English. It's like it is what it is, bro. Like, you're, yeah. I get it. You're Bangladeshi. You're Muslim. All of that, but you're English. Mm -hmm. And um, we have to try really hard to work on being. Um, uh, uh, English people who are working on being Muslims and not Muslims working on being English people. Mm. Um, because after traveling, when I return home, because about context, about commonality, that's our biggest problem that we have at home. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, 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 we're black or we're Pakistani or we're Bangladeshi or we're Arab or whatever it may be, whatever it may be, Right is that we're 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 uh, Muslims working on being American, and mm. we're not Americans working on being Muslims, and I, that's something that I didn't realize uh, before because we were just in our bubble. Yeah. Um, but as they say, bubbles burst. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll just go back to a, a term that you mentioned. So you're saying like lazy Muslims. What do you define as a as a lazy Muslim? Oh no, you're not getting me caught up like that. <laughs> you're not getting me caught up like that. I don't know. If you're a lazy Muslim, then you know you're a lazy Muslim. Yeah, if you're yeah. not a lazy Muslim, you know you're not a lazy Muslim. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I I can't give any characteristics because remember me calls me lazy. So yeah, I'm like I'm yeah 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 yeah. He says yeah, yeah. he's been calling me lazy for years, bro. So. I don't know if it was just encouragement or if he was... I don't know, but... Yeah. It, yeah it, Sometimes it, the teacher does that. Yeah, 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 but he still calls me... Yeah, he doesn't... He doesn't say, he doesn't say anything nice to me. Yeah, I mean, he still tell me like, Assalamu alaikum Habibi and smile and he yeah, tells yeah, me he yeah. loves me occasionally. But not like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just calls me lazy. Like, I don't study hard enough. I'm not... But you make you make some good points though. You make some good yeah, points, and it, and it makes sense. Alhamdulillah. To but fit. I will say, anyone who has capability to spread the deen, yeah, and they don't, that's lazy. Mm. And, with, and, and whichever way or form you can do it, because everyone has a different uh, capability. Mm. So 
So the guy with the camera, he has a responsibility to use that camera to spread the dean. Mm. Me and you have microphones. We have the responsibility to use the microphone to spread the dean. Mm. But then some guy, he does, um, he does graphic design, mm. and he put elm feet on the cup. He's using graphic design to spread the dean. Mm. So uh, when I say lazy Muslims, I'm not talking about like just scholars, speakers, or entertainers, yeah, or that course. type of thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. just mean anybody, because we all have a responsibility together to uphold the nation of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Coming back to uh, the second point, so we mentioned your travels and how that's opened up, uh, opened up your eyes, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just coming again back to that video, um, it, surely that wasn't was was that the first time that's happened to you? It, I mean, it happened to be on camera. Oh, to that be time. on camera, yeah, yeah. I didn't but know as that in, kid was recording me, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw the video once, like last year, because yeah. for a long time like, I couldn't watch it. I don't know, it was like some type of, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Like, me or my wife. My wife still hasn't seen it. Really, it's been years now. Yeah, like two or three years now. But I, I'm like, you know, I gotta see it. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna watch it. But we yeah. never, we, we literally never watched it. And um, the kid was recording me. He had the phone up the whole time. Yeah. And I'm yeah. Like, how did I not? <laughs> and I thought to myself, I remember this kid with the phone, but I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. This kid's mm. recording me, right? Like, I just, I don't know, maybe like one of those old man moments. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just old man and outdated. You know what I mean? And um. That uh, that that pretty much changed my life. Mm. Yeah. That one moment. Yeah, it pretty much changed my life, bro. And it wasn't was it the first time that happened? No. <clears throat> um. No. And those kids, they only res- responded to me in that particular way because they're used to me being like that. Mm. Right. So. You weren't just like a stranger no, that, that no, showed no, up no, and. No, 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 no. <laughs> those two kids that were fighting, I didn't know those two kids. Okay. In particular, yeah. But the bigger kid, uh, my mom knew his mom. Mm. They worked in a medical field together, like, like small city, mm. right? I didn't know him in particular, but I knew some of the other kids that were there. I knew honestly, I knew almost all of the kids that were there, mm. right? Um, I knew almost all of the kids that were there, or their parents. Mm. I knew, right? But that day in particular, I um, like a lot of people don't know this because I don't, I don't say it much. But I had quit. I had quit. I had a construction company. Yeah. And when you say you have a construction company, doesn't doesn't mean I was doing. I was failing. I was failing in a construction company. That's what I was saying, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just trying to do some general contract and trying to trying to make some money. Right? Mm. Salim had died, Rahimullah, and I was still trying to stay in construction, but I didn't want to work for anyone. So I did my own thing, and I failed miserably. Right? <laughs> so I saved up enough money to pay my bills for like two months. Mm. And Sheikh Yahya, um, Sheikh Yahya Rodas, he had a um, Alamakasit. It's this community in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So at the Ribot there, they had a 40-day program. Um, and the 40-day program, um, you, you, we, would, we would start uh, at Fudger. And then uh, I did mine online from home. Mm. We would start at Fudger, and then we wouldn't get done until after Oscar, sometimes after Maghrib. Wow. Um, every day. Every day. 40, 40 days. days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, this is going to be my chance to start to study knowledge again. Because mm. I got to, you know, I always had like a burning desire to study Islam. Mm. But I had kids since I, I got married young, had kids since I'm young. So I'm, I, I just always got to work and pay bills. And yeah, so yeah. sometimes it's very it's very difficult to sit down and study. And you got to, there's a lot, you just know. Juggling yeah, all yeah, those yeah, responsibilities. Yeah, a lot, yeah. Yeah. And I had Imam Amin, he had the, t- at one time he had time, he doesn't. And then, but I just, I couldn't get my life together. Yeah. So I said, you know, I'm leaving everything, we're going to study. And we did that. And um, like 10 days later. Because the break at though, because you could take a sooner nap. Because yeah. that's the thing. The 
20, 30 minutes sooner nap, yeah. right? So I'm like, I'm taking my sooner nap. <laughs> like, I need my sooner nap, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, I'm really let my mom call me. She needed something. And um, that's between us, but my mom called me. And uh, I'm just like, okay. I wanted to say no so bad, man. Like, <laughs> you, it's my mom. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, Sheikh Yaya, you know what I mean? They, they are talking about this. Uh, they are talking about, like, all this prophetic stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's that Hassan. He's going over, like, the Arabayin of Mimanovi. And I think that was, like, we. that was the day we had all learned, like, Enemelat Melobiniyat. Yeah. And into the end. But that was when we learned. That was, like, I never, like, I didn't even know the Hadith. I learned in those 40 days, in the 10 days. I didn't do that great in that uh in that forty day session, mm. but I, I did manage to learn that hadith. Yeah. Right. But that but that's where I learned it. So you so you're doing things like this. You're memorizing that. You say, oh man, okay, Allah, I'm doing this for you. Yes, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um and and alhamdulillah. And then I, I went around to get um I stopped at the store to get some candy. And then my mom, I went to the store, I got some candy, and I was coming. I don't even, I wasn't even going that way. And um and I just rode up and I seen those kids out there. I'm like, man, and then my little Yeah. I wanted to just yeah. Like I don't know what I wanted. Hmm. I don't know what I wanted. But I, I I think that's the thing. Life's not about what you want. Yeah. Because honestly, they were blocking the street. That's first and foremost. Yeah. Like that's the only way I can get to where I'm going. You're blocking the street, kid. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And um, I don't know if I uh. I don't know, but I seen I seen Sheldon's face before I seen Jamar's face, and I was still sitting in my truck. I said, "Oh no, this is gonna get bad." These kids, the kids were crowding around, but you can you can look on the man's face and see if mm. you know how serious he is. Yeah, I said, "No, yeah. oh, this is gonna get bad." And um, I don't know what made me necessarily like uh, get out and stop the fight and all of that stuff and everything that transpired after that, or why I said what I said or yeah, any yeah. of that kind of stuff. But um. But it definitely increased my faith in Allah because I realized from that incident and going viral that Allah can do whatever he wants. Because mm. I'm just nobody, bro, from nowhere. Like, nobody cares about southern New Jersey. Mm. Nobody cares about Atlantic City, New Jersey, bro. No one cares about Mashin Muhammad. No one cares about my hood. Mm. No one cares about the heights. No one cares about the village. No one cares about back Maryland. No one cares about Adams Court. No one cares about downtown on Texas Avenue. No one cares about uh, what you did on Pacific. Nobody cares. Mm. Nobody cares, bro. Mm. Like we're just we're just left there. Like nobody cares. And for me, I mean, I was prepared to live that way until we died. I, 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 yeah. This is our life, like you know. And um, for so many people to be interested from mm. something good, it was it was mind blowing to me. Mm. But it also made me sad some too. I was a little upset, and I don't I don't tell many people this, but I was a little upset in the beginning. But I wasn't going to do any media. I didn't do any media. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning. What made you upset? Just, um, cause I, I was off of Facebook already for maybe about a year, two years mm. at that time. But I didn't have a Facebook, cause uh, I got Facebook in college. So I was like, you're not in college anymore. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm old, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah. So. When I saw that what really made the video go viral, it wasn't me breaking them up. It was the fact that they were fighting. Mm. That's what made the video go viral. It wasn't because I broke you up fighting. It's because you were fighting. If you had not been fighting, there was nothing for me to do. Mm. 
And I just realized, man, I said, you could, people love to see black men from America just kill each other. Mm. And for me, I'm saying this to other black men, no matter where you are, is that we have to protect each other. And we have to be there for one another because uh, there are people uh, standing around with their phones waiting to catch a nice video of us killing each other. And um, may Allah protect us from that. I mean, I mean. But I didn't realize how much uh, black men were preyed on in the media, hmm. in music, like our our whole lives. I just stopped. Like, I, I, bro, I didn't listen to Jay-Z in years, bro. Or um, any of these guys in mm-hmm. years, bro. I'm, I'm grown now. I don't like, I, yeah. I haven't listened to these guys in years, bro. But when I sit back on it and look, and it's like, yo, the, it's even one of the one of the main ways of being successful for a black man is some type of criminality, mm. right? And for me, when that video went viral, and you 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 don't believe the amount of calls we got from who from who we received calls from, who wanted to do like spinoffs and follow up, but even I even had like some people want to do a documentary with me, and um, but they just want to highlight all the bad stuff. Mm. They take us around to the bad parts. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like yeah, you're not you're not gonna use me to sell the ghetto. Yeah, you make enough money off the ghetto as it is. Yeah, mm. What do you need me for right? Can you want the inside scoop on the ghetto? Right? Like, like, you keep your money, bro. Because yeah. because even like those kids in the video, bro. Like some of those kids that were just around. That I was pointing at, mm. they see me today. They're not kids anymore. Some of them were eight, seniors in high school, so some of them are like twenty-one now, like, and some of them were freshmen or so. But now they're seniors in high school, mm. so that they all they're all more mature. They have facial hair, that right, and um, some of those kids they see me, and I don't know if their parents told them to or not, but they won't even speak to me. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm the guy that was saying, "You're the bad kid." Mm. These kids are fighting, and then I'm pointing at these other kids. So okay, it has. Okay, it went viral and all those views, but maybe I could have had more manners with all those kids. Maybe that's something different I could have done. Because those same kids, some of them, um, they won't even talk to me. They'll walk past me. Some of them, they'll look at me and go, and just keep walking. <laughs> they don't want to interact with me. Yeah. And then some of them, they're like, I don't think I got in trouble with their moms when they got home or their dads. Once they, Everyone yeah, yeah. in the city seen the videos. So it was like, you're, you're, you know, like it can be embarrassing for a yeah, family. Yeah. But some of those kids, they'll just look at me. And keep walking mm-hmm. um and uh that 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 to me i think to myself in helping these two kids that i hurt uh maybe mm-hmm. 10 or 12 other kids <clears throat> right because those kids went viral too in essence yeah yeah no one came to ask them questions steve harvey didn't invite those guys to the show mm-hmm. but it was more than just me uh sheldon and jamar there was a whole scene there yeah there was a whole scene there that it, there was a whole thing there that happened and um, I am, um, to this day, I'm still, uh, I'm still not sure how to use it um, for the betterment of black people and for the betterment of Americans as a whole, mm-hmm. especially the Muslims. I'm not necessarily sure just yet. I'm trying to find my way because mm-hmm. I understand that we, uh, because of that, Allah Ta'ala, he gave me, he gave the youth a likening to me. So I'm responsible for that. Mm-hmm. And I have to be serious about that, yeah. right? I have to say, okay, young people, they're going to listen to me now. Mm-hmm. So I have to watch what I say, watch how I say it, make sure I'm saying something with a clear point. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as um, that particular video, I'm, I'm still not, I'm still not even sure all of what happened there, bro. Yeah, no, it's crazy from what you're saying. Like, 
Yeah, I'm still not he sure. He wasn't even supposed to even be like there. Even like Shadrin Jamar, bro. Like, that, yeah. like, Sheldon became a Muslim, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, that, uh, that Ramadan, uh, he became, he took Shahada on Lilatul Qadr. Mashallah. Yeah, mashallah. Amazing. It was just like, <laughs> in the mess shit, and yeah. I, I, I was riding down my street, he was, because he lived close. We all live close. Was, yeah. The store I stopped at on the way to the masjid, I think I wanted like a Sprite or something. You know, after Iftar, <laughs> right? You just got, you need like a, uh, like a little bird. <laughs> Excuse me, my bad manners. And he was at, he was coming out the store. And the other kid, he lived on the street of the store. I'm not sure if he still lives there anymore, but he lived on the street of the store. Like, so mm. we all live close. And then when I seen him, and um, I sent him a little bit, gave him 20 bucks. And he was like, uh, he was just like, um, he's like, you know, I because I, I, I got I said salam alaikum and he said alaikum salam but in our city the Muslims there's so many Muslims that you'll see some guys with a beard or looking like a Muslim he's not even Muslim <laughs> or someone to come in the room and say salam alaikum and this guy's like alaikum salam <laughs> and we're all like bro you're not even Muslim bro <laughs> so I just by habit anyone yeah, yeah. I don't know I just always say salam alaikum as a you yeah, know? yeah. So he says, salam. I said, Oh man, I said, You're Muslim. I said, Because I didn't even realize I get, I've given him salam to he yeah, yeah. Salam to me. He says, No, he said, But I don't, but you know, I really want to be. I said, Really? I said, When? He said, um, I don't know now. <laughs> I said, Get in the car. Wow. Went straight to the masjid. Yeah. And he took shahada in front of everyone, mashallah. Mashallah. Yeah, he Amazing. took shahada in front of everyone, mashallah. Amazing. Yeah. That was the greatest moment for me. Yeah. Out of all this <clears> stuff, bro, that kid become a Muslim. That was wow. the the biggest. Um, it's like the highlight. Yeah, it makes it worth yeah. it. Yeah, because for me, I say, okay, okay, Allah, Allah is showing me that I can guide whomever I want. Mm. Allah Taala can guide whomever He wants, and He brought that kid to Dean after he was fighting, and some guy broke him up. Mm. And I'm not gonna say that video made him be a Muslim. And I'm not gonna say him knowing me made him be a Muslim. Allah made him a Muslim. Yeah. Right. But the point I'm making is, is that look at what came out of it. But then on the flip side, he went he went on Steve Harvey and got um and got that money from Steve Harvey. It was like five grand, I think he gave all of us. And um I'm I got kids. I went home, I paid like back bills. I, <laughs> I had five thousand on Monday and I had no money on Tuesday. <laughs> I, got, I, got, yeah, yeah. I got bills, bro, and people yeah. to take care of, bro, right? Of course. I, I bought my mom a nice gift and then, I don't even think I bought my wife a gift. I think I bought my mom a gift, that was it. And then I paid yeah. bills. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, but he um he got robbed at gunpoint. No way. Yeah, he got robbed at gunpoint. Yeah, they put the gun out on him, hit him with the gun, and uh, they robbed him at gunpoint. And they must have known. They must uh, yeah, have known. I mean, like, the whole city. I mean, everyone, everyone knew. Yeah, like, you knew you got. Yeah, I mean, it happened on it happened on TV. You knew that in England, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at home, it was uh and. And I think he only had, because by the time the it aired, it had to be like two weeks after we went on there. So out of the five grand, I think he maybe had two grand left. I think he bought some studio equipment mm. because he wanted to get into making beats mm. and all of that. Um, so he had some studio. He, he bought some studio equipment, like a Mac, mm. a microphone and all that. I think they broke in his house and robbed him from that. Wow. And, um, and he couldn't leave his money in the house because I think the house he was living in had like uh, addicts in it. Mm. So he had to keep his money on him. And um, but yeah, they robbed him at the corner store for like two or three grand. Wow. Gunpoint. A lot of people saw it. You think somebody called the police, right? Like this kid was just on TV, right? <laughs> you think somebody called the police, but nah, man. Wow. You think he called the police? Yeah. But nah, man. 
So for those kids, and and even like even like the other kid, the bigger kid, the bigger one was younger. Yeah. Um. He's he's gonna go to college uh, next year, uh, university in America, scholarship, mm. smart kid. Mm. But he doesn't even even him. He does. We we don't keep in like close contact or anything. Mm. Because he doesn't, he doesn't want to be known as the kid that was in the fight. Yeah, of course. No kid would want to. Yeah. Especially like, you imagine when you were fifteen. Do you want to be remembered for something stupid you did at fifteen? Of course not. Like, bro, like, yeah. If I, like, I don't want to be remembered for something. I don't want to. Yeah, my whole year of fifteen, we we can just take it out. <laughs> right. Like, I don't want anyone to know about my life at fifteen. Mm. The whole thing, every single day of it. One day after school, because I, I got mad and got into a fight, like young people do, um, and some guy broke it up, and then my friend was recording it, and I don't want to be remembered for that. Yeah. Right? Um, so so there's a lot of uh, really small nuances mm. um, in there that um, I haven't uh, completely figured out yet. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't completely figured out yet. Because for me, man, the the whole big thing is to do dawa. I got you, some, someone, you, someone, you get some, you get notoriety or fame or like, you should, you should ask a lot to protect you from fame, ask a lot to protect you from having money, like, mm. uh, being rich. I know that's like you want to be famous, rich, um, famous, rich, brave, smart, all of yeah. that. But even the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Allah increase me in beneficial knowledge. Mm. Right? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said, like if you take if you take more uh, mm. whatever you take from the dunya from uh, of, from what of it that you need and anything more than that will be a part of your destruction it will ruin you mm. so I get everyone wants money but if you take more than what you need bro that thing is gonna hurt you mm. right you don't, you don't have knowledge to use people to hurt people to take advantage of people you have knowledge uh, to be a mercy to people yeah that's when the knowledge is beneficial mm. right like some of our teachers they um like I asked one time I was with Sheikh Mohammed Mindy's and Sheikh Aisha, Sheikh Aisha Prime, and uh, we were at the graveside of Malcolm X, mm. and uh, we were visiting Malcolm X, Rahimahullah, the the great American Imam, Rahimahullah. May Allah Taala reward him, mm-hmm. and may Allah Taala give him um, light and space in his grave, and may Allah Taala resurrect him on the day with the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi So we were at his grave, and then at the end we were eating, we had like a little picnic under the. the tree it was, it was about to rain we could tell it was gonna rain so I, I asked him for some advice and I remember she said that uh, some of my teachers uh, one of the they, they were they were scared that uh, fame was gonna come to them they feared fame mm. and so they, they sought advice so what should I do if, if I feared to be famous and they said well if Allah Ta'ala bestows fame on you yeah. then um, think about your peer group before you do anything, consider your peers. Mm. And I just thought it was, I was like, whoa, subhanAllah. This is this is bigger than me, bro. This is about all of us. Mm. Right? Like, the, the the lens that I see the world through, I'm not the only one who sees it through this lens. I have a whole peer group. Yeah. I have a whole age group who are affected directly and indirectly by everything that I'm affected by directly and indirectly. Mm. And if I think about all of us, there's absolutely no way, bro, you can take the fame and try to use it just for yourself. Mm. There's absolutely no way, bro. There's absolutely no way. In fact, you think about it, it's like, yo, um, the way we started this conversation, we talked about context. And we yeah. saying how some things are the same some places, but things are just different. Yeah. 
So when I look at my peer group, some things are the same, but some things are different. But the solution to every problem is going to be la 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 Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi So for me, I um I'm trying to do my best. Yeah, trying to do my best, but it's not that it's not easy all the time mm. to try to like uh, kill your own nafs. Yeah. Um, because naturally as a human being, I, I like things, I want things, I you know, um, and I'm I'm telling you like what the Prophet sallallahu said about oh, taking so. more of the dunya than you need, but you know I had a big breakfast today. I had like a bob with like um, tomatoes and onions and like those like lettuce. We don't have that kind of lettuce at home. Like it was like stringy, like like the lettuce and um, I had the mayonnaise with that red spicy stuff, with the pita bread and French fries. That sounds like dinner, right? That's what yeah. I have, that's what I have for breakfast, bro. Mm-hmm. I could I could have easily survived with just the bread. Mm. Easily, I could have survived with just the bread easily could have survived that way so uh that video just to answer the question is short and simple is um you know it makes me look in the mirror every day Hmm. because i because maybe someone else doesn't doesn't understand it but i understand it yeah that yo no matter what i do at any given moment allah ta'ala could display my actions to the entire world Hmm. and that makes me think about death a lot and it makes me think about the day of judgment a lot because today everyone loves me, mm. right? MashaAllah, people have a good thing to say about Imam <laughs> Ali because uh, a good deed of mine was exposed. MashaAllah. Mm. But on the day of judgment, everyone's going to know all my bad too. And so uh, I'm really scared about that. Yeah. And so I'm asking Allah Ta'ala to um, protect us and give us good lives and give us lives that have good endings. I mean, I mean. And for those young boys or those young men they're men now yeah uh, may Allah Ta'ala grant them a life of felicity and love for the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and all those people that were watching <clears throat> and may Allah Ta'ala help um, may Allah Ta'ala help black Americans to not suffer from the need of shock value mm. uh, I mean I mean because I mean. the shock value is killing us man yeah. yeah you know what you mentioned about fame I think obviously it's what fame popularity wealth money dunya this is what a lot of the young youngsters are chasing today because uh, like you said like you've now you've traveled you've seen that it's not just america it's not just in uk fake, but bro. everyone everyone has this crisis this identity it's crisis fake, it's all fake it's fake bro. Uh, and, and i think one of the reasons is because a lot of people just assume especially the younger generation fake, that bro. fame is what is gonna guarantee you success and happiness, Fake, bro. Like this whole thing is like a uh, like on this camera. Yeah. When they when so someone's gonna watch our interview on YouTube or something, right? Yeah, yeah. And that camera, uh, what's your name? Shaquille. Oh, Shaquille O'Neal. He told me that. <laughs> yeah. So my boy Shaquille yeah. is gonna edit it in a way where they won't be able to see this entire room, mm. right? So they don't see the pieces of tape on the ground, that piece of trash, those water bottles. <laughs> Right, the MV studio is beautiful, by the way. Right, <laughs> thank not, you. Yeah, yeah, this is, <laughs> is top notch, actually. But the point that I'm making is this: yeah, all they're going to see because he's going to take that camera, and, and we're using two cameras. We're using one camera that you're seeing that sees me, and then there's another camera that sees him. Yeah, he's going to take that and he's going to go back and forth between the two, mm. and and they're all going to be in between this little. Uh, little frame yeah yeah yeah, this frame on your camera you have the nice orange elm feet in the back yeah your beautiful smiling face 
on my camera, you have me, but then you have like an orange globe and the M feed again in the back. Yeah. Right? So, no matter what, is that a person's going to see Elm feed. No matter what we say here, good, <laughs> bad, I'm in this picture, you're in the picture, yeah. we're going to see Elm feed, period. Yeah. So, when someone watches this, they're going to think of Elm feed, too. Mm. But they don't know all of what Elm feed is. All they know about Elm feed is what they saw in this frame. Mm. That Shaquille went back and forth between me and you, and that Elm Feet was a poster on the wall. And depending on what I say here, depending on depending on what you say here, yeah. it's how they're going to rate Elm Feet. They're going to say this is Elm Feet is great, mm. or Elm Feet is weak, man. One or the other, right? Yeah, but that, yeah, that's yeah. what they'll say. Yeah, it's accurate. Based off what me and you say. Mm. And this is called marketing. This is called marketing, bro. Mm. This is marketing, bro. Right? Mm. Even the fact you're picking the <clears throat> nice orange like that's like nice marketing that burnt orange thing going on right like yeah. no matter no matter who takes a picture no matter what you wear that's going to stand out right mm. it's marketing and um one thing that i see uh the way that we're marketed to but they allow us to see in that frame it's horrible bro mm. it's horrible bro and they just have shock value, shock value, shock value, shock value, shock value, shock. And it makes you go, you see that? You see that M feed? You see that? You see that? Do you see the cups? You see that? You see that? You see that? You see that? Now I'm ready to give M feed all my money. <laughs> I'm ready to dress like M feed. I'm ready to put on a burnt orange durag or burnt orange kufi, <laughs> whatever you want to right? Like, I want burnt orange Nikes. I'll, I'll even get an M feed tattoo now. <laughs> Because in that frame, they put something in there that was shocking. Mm. And then they sold us Elmfeed. And um, I, I think it's very dangerous, man. I think it's very dangerous. Mm. Because the kids today, they don't understand that they're being marketed to. Mm. They're purposely being marketed to. Like, you think you're so cool. <coughs> you think you're so cool, right? Because you can dress like someone else. Mm. I think the guy who made the fashion is cool. But you think you're so cool because you can mimic this guy off Instagram yeah. uh, to the T. You're the victim of a game. They've marketed this thing to you, put it on Instagram. All your friends like you. Like you say, okay, this is what I got to do to be accepted. And then you went out to the shops and you spent the money and bought the exact same clothes. You even ruined the jeans and put holes in them. Mm -hmm. I think it was like, why? Like, why, who wears jeans with holes? Like, what's the point of wearing jeans with holes? You're gonna like, and then here's the worst part: is that we're Muslims. Yeah. So I see some Muslims; they have the jeans ripped up on the thigh. This is common here too, right? Yeah. It's yeah. regular, right? Yeah. yeah of course. But you can't pray like that. Your outer is showing, bro. Mm. I don't care if you're Shafi'i, Maliki, Hanbali, uh, Hanif. It doesn't matter, bro. That's everybody agrees on that. Yeah. That's your outer, bro. Prayer doesn't count, but yet and still you see guys in the masjid, Allahu Akbar. Or holes on that thighs, bro. They're the victim of, of a game. Mm. They've been marketed <clears throat> to. They've been marketed well to. And it doesn't seem like a big deal because these are just jeans, right? Yeah. Everyone wears ripped, ripped, ripped pants in England. Yeah. Yeah, maybe people who don't, who, who don't pray five times a day. Mm. For a person who prays five times a day, um, you, just, you, just, you just invalidated your prayer, bro. Mm-hmm. Because you're the victim of a game. Because you were marketed to. Yeah. Because we didn't always wear hope. We didn't always wear pants with ripped jeans. I used to get rips in my jeans when I was young. My mom put a patch on it. 
<laughs> like these days, they're ripping the jeans on purpose. You can buy it ripped. You, like, no, you, it's you, part of the style. That's no? the part <laughs> of the style. That's yeah, the point yeah. I'm making. It's crazy. That's crazy. And they charge you more money for less jean. But the point that I'm making, but why is that important? Yeah. Because it's new. It's new. It's so new and it's cool and it has shock value. Mm. Because when I walk up with holes in my pants, I'm I'm different than you. Mm. I'm somebody. And I'm reminding the person who's looking at me, I'm reminding them of who they saw on Instagram this morning too. It's going to make them love me. Yeah. Like I look, I'm the real life impersonation of the of the impersonator. <laughs> <laughs> and um may Allah Ta'ala help our youth. And may Allah mm. Ta'ala help us cuz you you're in your late 20s, right? Something like that, mid 20s. Mid 20s. So, yeah. yeah, I'm in my late 20s. How about you, Shaku? Late 20s? Basically, Bismillah. Oh, that nah. He's like twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like basically, nah, 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 nah. He just had a twenty-first birthday. I'm, t- I'm twenty-two, know, nearly twenty-six. Twenty, whatever you want me to do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're trying to have good manners, but um, nah, man, we're we're responsible. Cause there's a thing, bro. Someone forty years old, they they're not even want to be in this conversation. Mm. Especially fifty years old or sixty. Yeah. So because we're we're still in between them and the youth, we got a responsibility to try to explain these things. Mm-hmm. Because if not, bro, you're gonna see you're gonna see the <clears throat> next generation after those guys be far worse. Yeah, yeah I mean, lots. I'd help them with that. I mean, I mean, I mean. Well, let's end with uh, uh, you know some. Cause like we said, a lot of the youth are struggling today. Uh, a lot of them are trying. Yeah, they're really yeah. trying. You know, like this is a genuine struggle. Um, whatever it is, whatever it is uh, that they're going through, they're trying to break free from that. Um, you know, whether it's someone who's caught up in the social media game, they're, they're just after fame, and they have, uh, you know, skewed definitions of what happiness or success is, um, or others that are just genuinely struggling with other elements of their life. What final tips would you give? to some of the young Muslims listening who are struggling, they're trying. Muhammad <laughs> Because um, you need the Rasul. I'm not even going to try to give you any modern advice. I'm not. I don't have. I don't have any modern advice for anybody. Mm. I don't have any modern advice. Find a way to connect to the Rasul. Find a way, bro. Yeah. Connect to the Rasul Sallallahu Seriously, man. Like so many people know about Islam, but nobody knows about the Rasul. Mm. And it's like you're forgetting that there is no Islam without the Rasul. You won't even you won't you won't even know about Allah. You won't even know about Allah without the Rasul Sallallahu You wouldn't even know about God if it weren't for Him. And you think that you can worship God without him? Mm. Mm. It's darkness, man. It's confusion, man. It's confusion, man. And how could you live a life uh, any other way than trying to imitate his life? What kind of life is that? 
kind of life is that? And so for young people, I, cause I don't know, I don't know what happened for someone 15 years old. Mm. I can't say the exact answer because I don't know what happened. Yeah. Right. I don't know what happened. We struggled where I'm from. Mm. We struggle, struggle, no money, no food. We struggle, 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 struggle. And in that struggle, we connected to the Rasul Sallallahu So a lot of my people don't know Arabic. A lot of people can't read uh, Quran. Like some people where I'm from, they're still just, they have the Quran in English and that's what they got. Mm. They got Sahih Bukhari in English, Sahih Muslim in English, maybe some at Timothy, maybe some Sunni, maybe, maybe a Shema'il, maybe, right? Mm. All English and that's what they got. That's what they got. A few books of Imam Haddad, that's what they got. Mm. And that's their deen, bro. But that struggle, they say, no, if this, if this, if this man, Muhammad, sorry, was him, if, if, if his life and his struggle, and if he's saying that through our lives and our struggle, that we'll get this amazing reward, we're going to follow this man. Because no one else has promised me anything like that mm-hmm. for the blacks in America. No one's ever promised me anything like that. No one's ever given me that sense of hope and that sense of security other than Muhammad, sorry, was him. And uh, if you don't choose Al-Mustafa, so if you don't choose the chosen one, if you mm. don't choose the chosen one, then you're choosing one who is not chosen. Mm. So for young people, anybody watching this, I'm begging you all, please, choose the chosen one. Choose the chosen one as your role model and as your guide. Mm. Um, choose the chosen one as the one to impersonate. Choose the chosen one as the one to imitate. Choose the chosen one as the one to really look up to and to want to be like. And choose the chosen one as the one who can take you to Allah. And may Allah Ta'ala protect us um, from all of those who were not chosen. I mean, I mean, no. it's been an absolute pleasure, brother. Thank you so much for joining us. Great to see you, you again. Ask good questions. I don't know if I talk too much or not. No, I think I'm it's not good. sure. But you, <laughs> ask, you ask real good questions. We do interviews a lot. Yeah. And, um, People don't necessarily want to hear the real. Yeah. You know? Like everyone wants to hear like they ask you about the fight video, but they don't want to they don't want to hear you talk about how things are today. Mm. We just we want to talk about Steve Harvey, bro. Like you yeah, didn't ask yeah. me anything about Steve Harvey. I yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Allah bless you, bro. And I mean, just to finish off, uh, may Allah bless all of our Ilmfeed viewers. I hope you enjoy. I mean, I mean. Uh, may Allah bless our dear brother Ibn Ali Miller. I mean, I mean. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, stay tuned for more podcasts coming very, very soon, inshallah. Take care of yourselves. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.